This week's Pasha, we have the final encounter between Yaakov and his sons. And the Pasuk says that Yaakov calls all his sons and he says, Gather What's going to happen at the end of time? And then the next Pasuk starts again. Gather and hear the sons of Yaakov. The two Pesukim don't seem to follow each other. Yaakov originally tells them that he's going to share with them what's going to be at the end of time. And then he regathers them in order to give them brachas, in order to bless them before he dies. The Gemara in Pesachim Dafnun Vav speaks about this. And the Gemara tells us a story. The Gemara says that Yaakov had intended to reveal to his sons the final date when Mashiach would come. And Yaakov's sons gather to hear and then the Ruach HaKodesh, his divine inspiration is removed. And Yaakov doesn't understand why he has lost the Holy Spirit, why he has lost his Ruach HaKodesh. And he says to his sons, maybe one of you is not perfect in your emunah. Maybe it's because one of you doesn't deserve to hear when Mashiach is coming, that's why my Ruach HaKodesh has been taken away. And all his sons in unison, they answer him, Shema Yisrael, listen to us, our father Yisrael. We are not doubting him in any way. Hashem Eleikeinu, Hashem Echod. Hashem is also our God, and there's only one Hashem. So they're all clear that they're strong in their mother. No one thinks otherwise. And Yaakov's response, when Yaakov heard that he said, Baruch Shem Kvoid That's not a pasuk. The earliest reference we have of that expression, of that phrase, is Yaakov's response to his son's declaration of Emunah. And therefore the Gemara says that even though when the parish of Shema Yisrael is brought in the Torah, it doesn't say the Pasuk of Baruch Shem, we add it in, but quietly. Because that's what Yaakov said when he heard his sons all together declaring Shema Yisrael. This is the Gemara, it's well known. But I have a question. The Gemara seems to have ended the narrative in the middle. We left with the question. Why did Yaakov lose his Ruach HaKodesh? Why weren't his sons Roy worthy of hearing when the Mashiach is going to be? Yaakov had thought that the reason was because maybe one of them doesn't deserve it. And they're all proven that they do deserve it. So that's the case. The question comes back. Why did Yaakov lose his Ruach HaKodesh? And I want to ask another question also. If I'm allowed to do that. It seems that it was a mistake, so to speak. Yaakov had intended to reveal to his sons when Mashiach is coming. And uh, Hashem had decided otherwise. 
and therefore the information was withheld from him. He wasn't given the opportunity to tell his sons who Mashiach would be. So, now that he realizes he's not meant to share that information, someone could say it was a mistake to, so to speak, call them, gather them, invite them to hear. And if that's the case, the Torah should forget, admit this possible. It wasn't meant to be. Yaakov had thought that he could reveal the, the end time of Mashiach. Hashem didn't want him to do that. So let's, let's edit that part of the story. Let's get straight to the brachas. Why is it important for the Torah to mention to us that Yaakov had wanted to tell Klai Yisrael the end time when Mashiach is coming and that he wasn't able to? It seems that that's also something we need to know. It's important to us to know that Yaakov wanted to share the time with us and it's important to us to know that it wasn't successful. And the question is why? And if I can ask one more question, which again, needs to be thought about. What's the meaning of Yaakov's answer, Baruch Shem Kavod Machusad Void? Why is that the response to their declaration of Shema Yisrael? And listen to a fascinating Midrash. The Midrash is on the Nevi'im. When the Navi Yeshayahu sees in prophetic terms the angels surrounding Mekisya Yaakovot. Yeshayahu was talking at the time when the Basamid was standing and he sees the angels and he says, Shesh Knofayim, Shesh Knofayim Echod. Each angel has six wings. Each of the angels that Yeshayahu saw beheld had six wings. And yet, when the Navi Yecheskel sees Malachim in his prophetic view of the Merkava, of the Divine Chariot, he was seeing it after the Khurban. And Yecheskel says that each angel had four wings. And the question is, what happened to the other two wings? Why did Yeshayahu see each angel as having six wings, whereas in Yechezkel's Levodah only had four? So Chazal answers like this. We know out of all the responses that we can make as a tzibur, as part of the davening, whether it's Baruch or Kaddish, Kedusha, the most important one, the one of the most significant, is Yehesh Meirab Mavorach Olam Olmeyomayah. If a person has an option whether you can answer Yehoshmi Rabbah or Kedusha or Baruch what takes precedence is Yehoshmi Rabbah. Yehoshmi Rabbah is, is written in Aramaic but if we translate the words into Hebrew then what we're really saying Yehoshmi it should be Shmei Rabbah Hashem's name Mevarach should be blessed the Olam or Olmei Olmei forever. Hashem's name should be blessed forever. And if we were to translate the English now into Hebrew, it will come out, Baruch Shem, the Oilam Void. Baruch Shem, Hashem's name should be blessed. Yehoshmei Rabbo Mavoyrach. The Oilam Void, forever. The Oilam Olmei So what we're saying when we say Yehoshmei Rabbo is, Baruch Shem, the Oilam Void. And we're leaving out the Kvod Malchusay. Says Chazal, this was the difference. What we can say even today, 
in Galus, in exile, it's Hashem's name should be blessed forever. But what we could say in the base of Mikdosh was it's not just Hashem's name, but Kvoid Malchusoy. The covet of His Malchus, of His Majesty, of His Kingship. Because that was something which was evident in the Beis HaMikdash. That's something which is not evident in Godus. And therefore, when we had the Beis HaMikdash, we could say the full expression, Baruch Shem Kavoyed Malchusay Le'olam Void. When we don't have the Beis HaMikdash, we can only say, Baruch Shem Le'olam Void. And that's what Chazal answer. When the Malachim that Yeshayahu saw had six wings, it's because he saw them when the Besamidash was still functional. And therefore, Kenegat, corresponding to the six words, Baruch, Shem, Kavod, Malchusay, Le'olam, Void, the angels each had six wings. But when Yechaskel saw the Merkava, which was leaving the Besamidash, it was no longer functional. And therefore, there wasn't a manifestation of Kavod, Malchusay, there was only Baruch, Shem, Le'olam, Void. And the angels only had four wings. And we see this many times. What was in the, in the Beis HaMikdosh, the answer to a bracha, the response to hearing Hashem's name wasn't Amen. The response to hearing a bracha Hashem's name in the Beis HaMikdosh was Baruch Hashem Kavoyed Malchus Al-Olam That's where Hashem's Malchus was manifest. We say in Yom Kippur, the Kainim Ba'am, Kashahoy Shemim is Hashem and Nichbod Va'anoira Yoytzem Yipi Koyin Godol. When they heard Hashem's great name being spoken by the Kohen Gadol, they would fall on their faces. They would say, Baruch Shem Kvayd Malchusoy Ne'olam Vayd. And if that's the case, why was that Yaakov Avinu's response to his sons when he heard them saying Shema Yisra? Why was Yaakov Avinu's response to say Baruch Shem? So let's understand. The Rambam, when he brings the fundamental points of Imana, the principles of our faith, the twelfth of the thirteen is belief in the coming of Mashiach. Imana in the coming of Mashiach. And the Rambam writes, and the Imamin be'imuna shleima. I have completed Munna that Mashiach will come. There will be a Redeemer. Hashem has not abandoned us. The world has a goal to reach and it will reach that. So yes, history is going to change and Mashiach will come. That's the Munna. We don't know where it will be. But we know it will happen. And now the Rambam adds another line. Even if he takes time. Nevertheless, I wait for him every day that he should come. This is the second point. That there's an obligation to wait for Moshiach. This isn't directly connected to the Emunah. A person could believe, could know, could be aware Moshiach is coming even if he's not actively waiting for him. There's a separate question that a person will be asked one day by the heavenly courts, 
did you await redemption? And then the Rabbim is saying, correct. The person's meant to await the redemption. But why does he bring this as part of the principle of faith? Why is this one of the Ikrim and Imunah? This is a separate Indian. One has Imunah Mashiach coming. And besides for that, there's a mitzvah maybe. There's an obligation to wait for him. The Imunah that Mashiach is coming isn't that he's coming today. One can't have a Munah Shlemo, complete trust that Mashiach is coming today and then he doesn't come. The Munah is that there will be Mashiach and that he'll come. As Rabbi writes it in Mo'arichos, in the Perish Hamishnais, when Hashem wants him to come, that's when he'll come. That's the Munah, there will be a Mashiach. There's a second point. A person is meant to look forward to that, anticipate it, wait for it. But why is that a point of their mother? Why does the Rambam bring it here? So, let's go back to our first question. Yaakov Avinu wanted to reveal to his children that time Sheikh will come. Yaakov, who was living even before the goddess had begun, before the persecution of Egypt had started, before the redemption, before all the many, many events which would take up the centuries of Jewish history, was already looking forward to the future, to the case, to the end of time. Why? Because as the Ramban teaches us, it's really a chazal, that we have a principle Klai Yisrael follows the direction laid by Abraham, Yitzhak and Yaakov. They were the trailblazers. They were the pioneers. And they really set the course of Jewish history. And everything which happens to us, the descendants, is a replica, is a replay of what the Avas experienced, what the Avas accomplished. And therefore, if it's an integral part of Klai Yisrael to await Mashiach, there has to be the precedent by the Ovois. There has to be the starting point where the, we see by the Ovois the Tzipiri Yeshua, the longing for redemption. And therefore, even if Yaakov Avinu wasn't zoichet to tell us when Mashiach will come, or the Shvatim weren't zoichet to hear when Mashiach will come, but it's important to write that before Yaakov died, he wanted to share the information with Klai Yisrael. It's important for us to know that Yaakov Avinu's priority before his death is looking towards the Mashiach. That lays the foundation for us as well. It inculcates into us that same yearning, that same longing for when Mashiach will come. And now let's go to the second point. If Klai Yisrael were all Shalem and Erimuna, as they stated they were, so why wasn't Yaakov allowed to reveal the case to them? And the answer is like this. Originally Yaakov thought that the way to wait for Geula, 
is to wait patiently until the Nebuah is misguided. There's a prophecy that Hashem will bring Mashiach. So we're going to wait patiently for that prophecy to be fulfilled. And that's why he wanted to tell Klaish when the Mashiach is going to be. And now, Klaish will wait. There is such a prophecy. They even have a date when it's going to Miskayim. Klaish will wait and look forward to that date. But there's not more that, to, there's not more that they need to do. There's not more than that that they need to do. Just like Yaakov Avinu did himself when he heard Yosef's dreams so many years before. And Yaakov understood that these are not mere dreams, these are prophecies. So he didn't do anything, so to speak, to bring them about. He waited patiently for the prophecy to be miskind. Yaakov understood that's the way to relate to a prophecy. To know what's going to happen and to wait for it to come about. Yaakov was, so Yosef was going to be a king. His brothers would bow down to him. And Shammar Sadavar, he waited to see when it would happen. Just like when there was a prophecy, for example, that the kingdom of Babel, the empire of Babylon would last for 70 years, and after that there would be a regathering. So all we see is that people try to work out the 70 years. When they began, when they would end. But nothing more than that. The prophecy was there and the prophecy would be fulfilled. Everyone was waiting for the 70 year period to be up. So that they would see the fulfillment of the prophecy. And when Yaakov saw that the Ruch HaKodesh was taken away from him. And he wasn't meant to reveal to his children. When Mashiach is coming. Then he understood that that's not the right way to relate to the coming of Mashiach. We're not meant to sit back passively and wait for Mashiach to come. And therefore, instead of that, Yaakov regathers all his children. And he says, I'm going to give you brachas. But let's look how often within the words of the brachas, Yaakov Avinu comes back again and again to the concept of Mashiach. In Yehudah's bracha, Ad ki shiloi. Until Mashiach will come. In Don's bracha. I'm looking forward to your salvation Hashem. In Binyamin's bracha. At the end of the day. The rest of it will be rebuilt in his portion. Yaakov hadn't forgotten about Mashiach. It was still uppermost in his mind. But the way to approach Mashiach. Is. Don't sit back passively and wait for it. What one has to do is one has to actively try to bring Mashiach. And therefore, he gave each shavit, this is your bracha, this is your mission, this is your strength. And this is the way that if you work to perfect yourself together, all his twelve sons, that's the way to bring Mashiach. And that brings us to the last point. What causes Mashiach to come? So Moshe Rabbeinu 
also before the end of his life, he also blessed Klal Yisrael. He also identified the qualities that each Shavit possessed and was meant to utilize in their communal tribal, so to speak, of Eres Hashem. But what's the point of that? Moshe prefaces his brachos. Vayihi bishurun melech b'isasef rosheram. Yachad shifta Yisrael. Because if you wanted to be the melech, the king, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, should reveal himself as the king in Klai Yisrael, then it's only when it's all the people joined together. Yachad shifta Yisrael. We want to bring Mashiach, we want to bring that revelation of Hashem's kingdom. Then when Klai Yisrael all use the koichas that they have, the abilities that they have, then when the leaders of the Klaishol unite, when the, all the tribes of Klaishol unite, then you have a Hibishur and Melech. And yes, Yaakov was saying exactly the same thing. He regathered his sons. And he says, I'm not going to tell you when Mashiach is coming, but I'm going to tell you how to bring Mashiach. And each Shavet gets given his job in how to bring Mashiach. And therefore, when all the Shvatim come together, and they all say to Yaakov, Hashem Aleikeinu Hashem Echot, Klai Yisrael, we all Mekabel Malchus Shemayim. Then in that declaration, in that clarity of purpose, Yaakov Avinu can already sense the Gola. Yaakov already can already feel the Gola. And he can say, this is already the Kvod Malchus. When Klai Yisrael are all saying Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad? When it's Yachad Shifta Yisrael, then it's Vahibi Shur Melech. And therefore, even now in Egypt, long before the Beis Hamikdash is coming to effect, Yaakov Arino can already say Baruch Shem Kvoid Malchusay Da'olam Void. I can sense over here the Kvoid Malchusay. I can sense the revelation of Hashem's Malchus. Yes, for Klai Yisrael to live up to that expectation. And it's not just the Shvatim themselves, but the descendants and great-grandchildren, great-great-grandchildren is going to take the work of the whole Klai Yisrael. To return to the level where we'll be able to see Kvayd Malchusay. But what we learn from Yaakov Avinu. The Maise Avos, the instruction from our ancestors, the legacy of Yaakov, number one, to look towards Mashiach. But don't just sit back passively. At once upon a time, Mashiach will come. Had the Rambam just written an imam in Bemunashem, I know what's going to happen. Like I know Tchir Samesim is going to happen. There's nothing for us to do to try and hasten Tchir Samesim. It will happen when Hashem wants it to. A person could think a common Mashiach is in the same category. I know what's going to happen whenever Hashem sees fit. That's not right. The way to approach Mashiach, what we learned from Yaakov, is not to reveal the date and then sit back and wait for that to happen. No. The way to work on Mashiach is us to increase Kvot Shemayim. Is us to work as Klai Yisrael together to bring Mashiach. I'm working to bring him every day. I'm actively waiting for Mashiach. And then when that happens, then we can come back to the declaration of Yaakov. And he sees all his sons committed to working towards Hashem Elikein and Hashem Echad. Then Yaakov can say, 
That's the way to bring to Mashiach. That's the way we'll be able to shout out, Baruch Shem, Kavod Malchus Eloi Navoit.